Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where we discuss anything and everything geek-related. I'm Trey. And I'm Tim. Today, we are diving into the world of web slingers. That's right, we're diving into Spider-Man, PS4, Miles Morales, and coming out very soon, Spider-Man 2, because you know... It's all geek to me. If it's a comic book or a comic movie, it's all geek to me. If it's some sort of game or a show on TV, it's all geek to me. If it's a play or a ballet, I agree. If it's a car, a sword, a beach, or a tree, it's all. It's just all geek to me. Okay, Trey, Spider-Man, your favorite superhero. The best superhero of all time. How ready are you for Spider-Man 2? I have been excited for this since Spider-Man PS4 came out. I, so, weird, fun story. Spider-Man PS4 came out 2018. I remember this. I remember sitting in my dorm room and just waiting to play this game. Um, Same. I was one of the only ones with a PS4 on my floor. Mm-hmm. And so I had guys come in and he, they would all watch. We would wait until we were all together at night and we would actually watch through the story as I was playing through it. But Miles Morales came out a year and a half to two years later. I think it's around that I point. I want to yeah. say. Yeah. And at that point, Miles Morales was being promoted as the PS5 like game that and mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. So me being the way I am, I did not get a PS5 until 2020 end of 2021, maybe 2022. Uh you ended up getting a PS5 before me. Uh um, Yeah, I think I got mine around in the fall. Um I remember we were we were playing D&D and I saw that a a shipment dropped on yeah, uh, PS Direct and so I just like hopped on really quick while we were playing D&D and <laughs> sna- happened to snag one. Like I got really yeah. lucky and just happened to snag one. Um, I ended up waiting in line at a Best Buy because I found that they were restocking that next day. And so I woke up and, oh, I, went nice. and I, I got one. But I waited till I had a PS5 to play Miles Morales. Even though I could have got it on PS4, I wanted to experience it with all the ray tracing and mm-hmm. the loading screens and all that, and just how beautiful it looked on a PS5. So as much as I was excited to play Miles Morales, I waited almost a year after release to play Miles Morales, and it was so worth it. I am so happy I did not play it on the PlayStation 4. It would have looked good still, but I think yeah. the experience I had was just so much better on the PS5. So yeah. I did the same thing. I I didn't get it until... Um, I got a, a PS5 because my, my cousin, he got his PS4 before me and he got it and he was like, oh, dude, it's so fun. It's amazing. And I was like, oh, like I want to play it so bad, but I can't yet. I can't. I can't do it. And so I waited and waited. And <laughs> when I finally got a PS5, it was one of the first games I actually got on it. Same. Um, it was it was so fun. It was such a if great it, game. If it tells you anything about my love for the Spider-Man games... And just the character itself. 
the first game I played on my PS5 was Spider-Man PS4 Remastered for the nice. PS5. Nice. And then I moved directly into Miles Morales. So those were the first two games that I played. And just recently, if you've been, for those listening, if you've been listening in the last couple episodes, we actually went back through both of us and 100%ed both Spider-Man PS4 and Miles Morales before Spider-Man 2. So I'm super excited to hear your thoughts after like a fresh take on the stories and the characters and the villains. And then we can talk a little bit about our predictions for this new game because I am, man, I can't tell you, it just downloaded on my PS5 earlier. (laughs) And I looked at it and I was like, six days, six days. That will tell you when we're recording this right now. But it's six days away and I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. I still have to download it on mine. Um, I'll probably do it sometime today or tomorrow. But I'm I'm super stoked. This is actually only only my second time playing through both of these games, um, and so and because it's been so long since I've beat beat them both the first time, it was almost like playing through it for the first time again. And so that was really fun. Um, I thought this was honestly one of the best stories in a game ever. Like, it's such an amazing story. You still haven't finished Last of Us, though. I haven't. <laughs> I That's, a, yeah. So, I mean... I would so, agree, my though. problem with Last of Us is it just doesn't suck me in like other people, you know? Well... Like, it doesn't catch me. To be me. honest, to be honest, I don't believe the game is supposed to. Like, I know that sounds counterintuitive, but in my mind, I was the same way when I played the first one. I played it, I sat it down, I played it, I sat it down, but it wasn't until the very end when I really got the full scope of the game and like the the dilemmas and the moral grayness of all the characters, mm-hmm. that's when it really hit me that this is a like masterpiece. The gameplay itself is not addicting, I would say. And it's not supposed to be because it is more mainly the story is what the shines in that. I'm not saying it's not a fun game because I do enjoy it, but I would agree that it doesn't suck you in like other games like Spider-Man. I could literally pull that game up and just travel around. I'll be happy. Yeah. Like every part of of Spider-Man PS4 or Spider-Man 2018 is like fun in every aspect, whether you're just swinging through the city or whether you're just, you know, fighting some thugs you find or actually playing the story every part of that game is enjoyable and is. fun to do you know and like that's not even like a part of like the store actual story of the game like just running like i remember when i first played it in college i refused to fast travel and i refused to fast travel my most recent this most recent playthrough because just running like swinging through the city that's fun it's fun like- like no other game no other game in my opinion has done traverse as well as this game did i'll say probably one of the closest ones would be the batman arkham knight games or arkham games agreed um and I'll, i'll even say maybe not even the first one because the first one you're you're mainly just on your feet like running everywhere um but like arkham city and up is a similar feel but this is just newer, and so I think it's done better. Um, Agreed. So, 
Yeah. yeah. But like, it. I think the so kind of getting into if you haven't played any of these games, we're gonna talk about them. Uh, <laughs> spoiler warning. Um, I think the one part the traversal gets annoying in the 2018 Spider-Man is once the Sinister Six releases Devil's Breath and all of that happens. Oh, because you the have Silver, happens. the breakout and everything. Yeah. So Silver Sable hunting you. You have or Sable, uh, the Sable Corporation. Um, you have the inmates, the the what is? Oh my gosh, the raft Rikers. inmates um, and Rikers um, inmates out in the city, and they have all their fortresses set up. So you're literally swinging through all like the city and just getting constantly shot at. Yeah, and it's so at that that's point like, in the game though that I feel like all side missions are just gone. Like oh, it does such yeah, a good job is, at like everything's if you haven't done point. them. If you haven't done the side missions at that time, you don't want to. You feel yeah. as if I have to like keep going because I don't know, you just feel the the weight urgency. Yeah. 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 So. And so but it also like it made it like I will say it made it a little annoying at times because you're constantly getting shot at. But it also, like, at that point, you have the health where, like, a sniper bolt, you know, isn't going to kill you. It's not going to yeah. be the end of the world. Um, but I will say it did make the city interesting again. Because at that it point, did. you've put a lot of time into the game. Like, especially, like, our like what we just did, we 100%ed it. So by that point, we finished pretty much every single side mission, if not all of them. And... So, like, we've put a ton of time into the game, and so we knew that city really well. And so, by that point, it's like, oh, this is a fresh take on the city I know. You know? And so, that made it cool. Yeah. So, I do want to, take like, see what your take is on this. So, when Spider-Man PS4 came out, the vo- I will say the voice actors for this game are phenomenal. They are some of the best voice oh, actors you can get for a, for a game. Yet, between Spider-Man PS4, when the PS5 came out, they remastered it. And one of the biggest things they did is they readjusted Peter Parker's face model. They wanted it to be a little bit closer to Yuri, who uh, is a voice actor for Spider-Man. And they wanted to be closer to him in the motion capture so that it, it kind of fleshed a little bit more out. And that it actually looked like he was talking. What is your take on the new face model? Because this has been a controversial thing. The first one was like a shaggy haired Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the second one, a lot of people are saying it's like a Tom Holland wannabe. Like they like almost, it looks almost like a younger Peter Parker now, even though he's out of college and he is a, young adult if not adult at that point what what's your take on it do you like the new model or did you prefer the ps4 yeah um it did throw me off um it definitely threw me off and i think so the first time i actually saw it was playing miles morales actually um and it was actually at the end of the game where you're in the science center in that flashback and you see Pete walking with Doc Ock before he was Doc Ock. Um, and that that's the first time I saw the the new face um, because I played the PS5 
Miles Morales before I played Spider-Man. And so first time I saw his face and I was like, oh, dang, like they did change it a lot. And like, I don't mind it really. I think I like the, I don't know. I go back and forth because I'm, I'm used to this one now. And so it's like, you know what I mean? So it's hard. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in a similar yeah. boat. I was very much on the, why did they have to change it? Because I really did like the PS4 model. Yeah. He looked seasoned. He was older. He was, you could feel almost like the responsibility coming off of him, the way it was portrayed. Mm -hmm. Whereas immediately when I played the remastered, I was like, this doesn't feel like Peter Parker. It, It just felt more of a young kid. And... It took a while, to be honest, for me to adjust to him. But when I did, I was like, no, I see it. This yeah. is this is the Peter Parker that we're going for. And so for me, I think I just really had that hard time going through a whole game with one face model and then having it switched. I yeah. think it just threw me off. It wasn't that I, I preferred one over the other at that point. I think it was just adjusting to it because now going through Miles Morales and PS5, I think that is the better face model. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it was also a little easier for me to switch because I only played it once, like, per face model. You know, and, it, and then when True. I played it the second time with the new face model, it was, like, years after I played it the first time. And so, like I said in the beginning, it was like playing it for the first time. And so it was a very easy switch for me to be like, oh, I'm on the new face model. Easy, you know? But I think you've played this game eight, nine times all the way through or something like that. Yeah, it's probably going up upwards of 10 now. Yeah, and so... It's it's fun. I, didn't, I don't 100% it each time because no. we'll go through it. There are some side quests in that game that I just can't stand. 100%. I hate those. <laughs> um, speaking of which, we probably should... Do you want to dive into it? We got a lot yeah, of other things we got to talk about later. So let's dive into... So uh, the good, the bad, the ugly of Spider-Man PS4 or the remastered. I will say the story is phenomenal, top-notch. You go straight through the main story. Every scene you go through is beautiful. And for yep. me, I like quick time events. I'm the type of person like that too. give me those because that's like a cinematic element. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm playing these games. I want the story. I like those, and the set pieces they have in this game are phenomenal. Yeah. Best one, hands down, there's there's two really good set pieces in this game, I think. The crane, when the mm-hmm. crane's falling and you're like saving the helicopter, seeing Mr. Negative for the first time. Yeah. And the second, I would honestly say, is the final scene with Doc Doc. That was like a really good one. Yeah, I really like those, those two moments um, in the game. I mean, like you said, the story is great. Like the, I think what makes the story great is the the villains portrayed in the story feel like they have like depth and history to them. Oh, um, absolutely. Because like as a player, this is the first time you're you're fighting them, obviously. But like, it doesn't feel like that, you know. Like especially like I'm thinking like Vulture, like the voice lines and everything when you're fighting Vulture, it's like man, you feel like this has been, like, you fought him many times before this. Um, and so that was really cool. I really liked that. And I think that adds to the story and makes the story so great is that everything feels, you're playing a seasoned Peter Parker, and so everything in this world feels 
like it has major depth to it. Yeah. And I do think the backpacks help with that. Yes. So as you go around, not only are you listening to J. Jonah Jameson's podcast, but you're collecting those backpacks that every single one has like a history to it. And I loved it. One's my favorite, one of my favorite side quests in the game mm-hmm. because you're just traversing. So you're just swinging around, finding backpacks, learning a little bit more about Peter Parker and the history yeah. of the world. And you, you realize that, man, we have missed a lot of villains. Sandman's part of this. Mysterio's part of this. Vulture's already part of this. Um, man, I could probably keep going and naming a whole bunch. Like, Rhino was yeah. already part of this. And it really makes you think, like, man, he really has been Spider-Man for 15, like, 12 to 15 years. Yeah, he's been around the block. Like, <laughs> It's yeah. been crazy, like, how much. And, it, and you feel it at times. Like, you definitely feel it at times. And, like, I think that's where the voice actor does such a great job because he delivers these lines of, like, man, it almost makes me think of um, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, the mm-hmm. first one, where they're, like, like, you know, you always get back up. You know, Spider-Man always gets back up. And you almost feel that in this one where he's, like, I've been doing this for a while, but I will always get back up. Yeah. You know, and it's, like, it just, he portrays that so well. It was such a smart thing for Insomniac to do is make a Spider-Man that seasoned because Mm -hmm. you don't have to retread the origin story. You don't have to retread introducing new villains. It's more of, no, you know who Spider-Man is. You know his rogue gallery, just like Batman. Like, you know Batman's rogue gallery. You know Scarecrow. You know Joker. It's like, you don't need to introduce those. And they did a phenomenal job. And I will say also... Great job to Insomniac to not include the major villains like Doc mm-hmm. Ock, Venom, and Green Goblin in that because now you have the opportunity to use those in your stories, which they are. Venom's number, like in the second game, Doc Ock was his first game. And Green Goblin, man, he's coming either in the second game or the third one. You and know, we're it. excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. And I also thought it was really cool. That like the fir- whole first half of the game was Mister Negative, and the second half was Sinister Sticks. Yes, um, and they all and so tied that, together very yeah, well. Tied it together beautifully, and I liked how like the less known villain of Mister Negative, because I didn't really know Mister Negative going into the game. Like it was more of a, it was a new villain for me, and so I like it's actually a whole pretty new villain overall. I think by the time the game came out, he was only out for about five years. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but I like how you spent the whole first game, first half of the game with him and fighting him and researching him. And then the second half is just villains, you know, yeah. And villains, you already like, Oh, I already, I know Vulture. I know Rhino. I know Scorpion. I know Doc Ock. I know, you know, the list goes on. And so yeah. I like how you already know all of them. And so it's like easier to be like, Oh, cool. I don't have to spend as much time getting to know them. Because you've, you're familiar with them. Exactly. Now, I will say, um, Spider-Man PS4 does have some terrible moments, in my opinion. And there are moments that I skip over when I play and I'm not going for 100%. And that is, one, the number one thing is screwball. Screwball, screwball challenges are Those awful. They're the worst. They're just boring. Ugh. And they're terrible. And they... they Oh, I hate challenges like I, I hate challenges like that that don't require skill. 
you know? Yeah. And I was struggling with one of them. It was one of the gadget challenges. And I Googled like how, like what's the best strategy to do this? It's like just button mash. <laughs> yeah. And literally like everyone said literally just button mash because you automatically run out of each one. You automatically do everything you need to do and it will do it automatically. And I did it and I literally got the best score you can get within 10 seconds out of the 30 you have. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like this has no skill. It's just button mashing, which I hate. Yeah. And like, like the Spider-Man game as a, as a whole is so not button, button mashing. No, especially if you're playing on the hardest difficulty, it's very strategic. Yeah, and so the fact that this challenge is so like, is button mashy, I just hated that. Yeah, so much. <laughs> Aside from Screwball, I will also say all of the research centers just got a little tedious for me. They do get um, a little tedious, but I think they're I think they're cool. I think they're a cool idea. I think the problem with them was that they repeat a lot of the same challenges. They do, or like very and, similar esque challenges. Yeah. Aside from those two, though, the rest of them were they were good. I enjoyed them. Like whenever you got to do the side mission with Tombstone, that was really yeah. interesting. That was really cool. That was cool. Um, there, there were random side missions where you're just helping citizens, and I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, even the pigeons were kind of fun, to be honest. Yeah, I remember them being a lot harder the first time I played through it, but this time it was it wasn't bad at all. Um, but I will say, like besides like Screwball and um so the research center research centers were easy thankfully but like you said they do get repetitive and a little monotonous at times uh, but besides that every single side mission every single extra thing of like the backpacks the the landmarks for the photography was yeah. interesting and was like enjoyable and it was really easy they the way they set up the game it made it really easy to like you know follow some of the story and then pete's like hey oh i need to get back to you know being that friendly neighborhood spider-man like the city probably needs me yeah. and then you like you get to do all the things you know extra stuff and side missions and stuff and so that made it really cool and easy to kind of break up portions of the game and so i thought every extra thing in this game was really fun and Overall. that kind of jumps into i want to talk about the the side story specifically the dlc of this game because after the main game you defeat Dr. Octopus. It was such an emotional moment. Um, kind of seeing Dr. Octopus being a mentor to you and then slowly kind of spiral into this it mentality. So sad. It was so, so sad. sad. It gets me literally and every time. I'm just like, and I oh. think the fact that he knew Peter was Spider, Spider-Man mm-hmm. was even all the more heartbreaking. Yeah. And then you have the whole Aunt May scene where Aunt May is like, oh. I know who you are. I want to see my nephew before I pass away. And it's like, uh, it's like, Oh man. And then the game ends with miles showing he has some spider abilities and like confiding Mm -hmm. in Peter. Who's like, Oh no, I do too. And it ends that way. You're like, Oh man, what's going to happen? And then the DLC drops the, the city that never sleeps. And it is a three part DLC, which you never played until this last time. That is correct. This was my first time playing through it. And I I love the DLC. I think this DLC has some ups and downs. It has some screwball challenges that are awful. <sighs> I hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much. But it made it all the w- more worth it when you actually like capture her. Yeah. Yeah. She's... But, oh, man. I if, if there are screwball challenges, 
in, the, in Spider-Man not. 2. I I'm going to be so sad because <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to. But the DLC really, though, revolves around Silver Sable coming back, Black Cat being in the mix, and the rise of the, the game war. Yeah, and specifically Hammerhead. Uh, yeah. We also get some little tidbits on Yuri Watanabe, who we will be seeing in this next game. Yeah. Also, fun fact, um, one of my, my favorite basketball team, the Phoenix Suns, just mm-hmm. uh, got a player, and his name is Yuta Watanabe. So, <laughs> Watanabe. So, I was playing through Spider-Man, the DLCs, when we acquired him um, this offseason. And I was like, oh, oh, the same name, that's so cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what did you think? Because I could brave about the TLCs. I think going from this like big, dramatic, all of New York set piece to let's focus on one area of New York and the game war that goes down a more street level of the DLC was a beautiful move. Yeah. And it really like ties some loose elements of the game together. What did you think of it? Like, as a whole, what were your favorite moments? I so I really enjoyed the fact that um, each were an individual story that were connected. Yes, you know, so like you could play the first one. So the first one focused around Black Cat, and you're kind of hunting her and working with her. This like cool dynamic where she like lies to you and says like, "Hey, like I have a kid and he might be yours," you know. And so Peter's all conflicted. And so like once you complete that that DLC, the first one, it could end there. That's like where the story kind of ends. And it's like there are some loose ends, but you kind of overall complete a story. But I like yeah. how then the second one continues that story in a seamless way. And then the same the third one. Like each one is its own story, but it has an overarching story. And it was the first time a DLC like that I've played has done that. And so I really enjoyed that, like, by the third DLC, when you play it, it is like, wow, oh, man, everything comes together. Because, like, I think the second one focuses on Silver Sable. Um, or is that the third one? Third one. The second one really focused on Yuri Watanabe. More That's what any. it was. Yeah. So then you, like, you get to know a lot about Yuri in that one. And then you get to know about Black Cat. And then in the third one, it kind of all comes together with Sable and Hammerhead and like Black yeah. Cat. Spoilers with comes one back. One of the best fights in the entire game, like including yeah. the main game. It was a great fight. Um, and so that was really cool. Like that was, I love that it all, you know, came together and formed one complete overarching story in three separate chapters um, that were felt isolated because it's like each chapter focused on a different part of the city which was so cool because it was like, oh, one was up in like Harlem. One was, you know, downtown. One was in, you know, this part of New York. And so it was like really cool that each one focused not, like you said, not on the full city, but on a specific district within the city. Um, So that was really cool. I really liked that aspect. And the story was really great. I would say with the DLCs, the best part in my opinion was Yuri. Mm -hmm. Because... When, when she was first introduced in the main game, I knew who she was. She's also a pretty new character in the comics at that I point. I did not. And I knew she was Wraith. I knew she was like a, a, a police officer that basically ends up being, no, I can't do this by the book because they're not letting me. They need justice. And she becomes Wraith. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, how are they going to do this? Because they're not going to just introduce this character and not bring that in. And I did not think she would become it in the first game. Not at all. Like that needed development. And so when the DLCs came out and slowly you started seeing Yuri as like a main character and like going through yeah. what she's doing and the spiral she had, it was like, that was perfect. That's, I was afraid that Insomniac would go from Spider-Man 1 to Spider-Man 2 and not be able to flesh her character out to like understand where the villain side of her would be. Mm-hmm. But that's what the DLCs were all about. I don't think it was really about Hammerhead. I don't think it was really about Black Cat. Really, when you take that story, it was Yuri's story. It was her downfall. Yeah. And we got a picture from Spider-Man 2 of Wraith in front of a fire. And I'm excited because I think she's going to be one of... She might not be in the main story, but she will at least be a side mission. And I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a really cool way of introducing Spider-Man versus Wraith because they're going that's to know each cool. other. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be dope. I mean, I think like that was kind of the whole point of the DLCs was to flush out characters that we're going to see, maybe, maybe not see, but maybe see in the second game. Um, Cause like you have a, a black cat side mission in the very first, like in the normal game. And then this really flushes out her character more too. And so then Silver Sable, you meet her in the first game, but she's kind of just your enemy hunting you person in the first, in the main game. And in this one, like she really, like she becomes your ally. And like, it's also like, I like how it sets up where Pete is in Miles Morales. Exactly. And like, if you play Miles Morales, he's like, oh, I'm going on a trip with MJ being your photographer. But in, the DLCs, the city never sleeps. MJ gets that piece and is like, Oh, I'm going to this country and you can come with me if you want, but that's up to you. And it's like, it's cool. Like it sets all that up for miles. And so I think that's another really cool part of the game. Um, but yeah, I think it's like, that's kind of like with Yuri and the DLC, like, I think flushes out all their backstories, but I think you're right. I think Yuri was the, n- the number one person they wanted to flush out before yeah. Spider-Man two. Now, Good segue. Let's go to Miles Morales. So dope. Miles Morales came out. I want to say 2020. It had to have been 2020. I'm not sure. And it was during the whole COVID pandemic. I remember that because I really wanted to play this game, but I didn't have a PS5. And Miles Morales, I think the best thing going for it. You can disagree if you want. You were right, by the way. It was 2020. It was November 12th. 2020 perfect sorry <laughs> the, the the reason that i say that is because november that was this is a christmas game i think that is the best thing going for this game oh 100 it is great so beautiful looking at new york city mm-hmm. in the snow and i'm a little disappointed that we're not going to get that in spider-man 2 and who knows maybe we'll have a time jump but it's looking like Spider-Man 2 is going to be a fall game. Which makes it's sense. Coming it's coming out, out in October. Yep. Coming fall. out in October. We'll probably have some sort of Halloween thing. Come on. The symbiote is like the perfect scary Halloween. horror thing. Yeah. Perfect Halloween-esque. So maybe we'll get a time jump at the end. We'll see New York in the in the winter. But Miles Morales, that game, I could care less about. I, I shouldn't say that. I like the story. <laughs> I love the story. 
But to be honest, even if the story sucked, just swinging around in New York City with better swing mechanics, yeah, better acrobats, and just being able to go around as it's snowing was just awesome. And then at that night really cool. with all the neon lights mm-hmm. and the villains themselves, Insomniac knew what they were doing. The villains had neon colors whenever they would hit yep. you and fight. The game is just beautiful. It's a beautiful so much like, more. color game. And yeah, it's super fun. I like that game a lot. I think what makes that game arguably better than the Spider-Man PS4 is just the feel of the controller with the the DualSense PS5 controller. Yes. It just feels so good. Like, just like the adaptive triggers, the vibration, like everything about that controller makes that game so, so amazing. And that makes me honestly really excited for Spider-Man 2. Because oh, we're yeah. going to get a full game. Because Miles, like, if you want to just play through it, it takes like seven hours, if that. It's like, not a long it's game. It's not a long game. And so I'm excited to get a full Spider-Man game developed fully in depth with the DualSense controller. It's and I think that's insane. the key point. Because Miles Morales came out on the PS4, so they had to kind of like dual it, like some mm-hmm. for the ps5 controllers yeah still having it for the ps4 this is a ps5 exclusive 100%. everything is made for this ps5 yeah oh. it's gonna be it's gonna be good um but i thought the story for miles was really good i thought they did a really good job of introducing um like not introducing but continuing the characters that they barely introduced in in spider-man ps4 like you saw genki for half a second in spider-man ps4 and so seeing him fleshed out in Miles Morales was really cool. And then like seeing his mom, seeing his family, you know, and seeing all of that was really awesome. And so I love how they fleshed out those characters more, almost like the DLC from Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. And I would also mention with the villains, it was really cool to have like at least maybe one um like one normal villain in there. So like we had Rhino right at the beginning, something to yeah. like almost familiar. like the palette. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, Oh yeah, this is familiar. Um, Miles had already interacted with Rhino at one point, And then we had this mm-hmm. beautiful fight scene right at the get go of the game. And then from there on out, everything's new. There wasn't any old villains. They weren't Peter's villains. These are miles. And so mm. we had the Prowler in this game. We had the Tinker in this game. And we had some just minor side missions that were really focused on Harlem and Miles' kind of story and his need to be the neighborhood Spider-Man in his neighborhood. Yeah. And I felt that was really, really good storytelling, especially with how small the game is because you didn't need a big game to really go into his character. You needed a small game mm-hmm. to show you who he is. Yeah, I mean, he um, already mentioned it. That was his desire. Like, he was trying to fill in the shoes of Spider-Man. And in the very beginning, he's like, I got to be Spider-Man. Like, I got to be the best. And he's like, dude, like, no, like, you're new at this. Yeah. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to, you know, be new. And it's okay to be you. And I think that was like, like the whole point of the game is he's moving to Harlem. He's getting into a new neighborhood, new abilities, and he's learning all these new things. And it really shows that with the scale of the game. 
Like it's a smaller scale. It's a smaller story. And that's really where Miles comes into his own, which is super yeah. cool. And they did it really well. And even the tinker, having the tinker be someone he knew and a motive that really made sense mm-hmm. was a was a smart move as well because you're you're taking a the the last time anyone probably saw or heard of the tinker was probably in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie where the tinker was the one making all the stuff for Vulture. Mm-hmm. And even then, it, like they, it wasn't like like super well known that that was the tinkerer exactly like the tinker is not a big character whatsoever in the comics in movies or anything yeah but making it something big for miles it's not a Mm -hmm. big thing like this is only about harlem tinker was not a threat like doc ock tinker is not a threat like any of the other villains yet for miles it was a threat in his neighborhood his friendship but also his mentality of who Spider-Man is. Yeah. And that that was great. And I'm just hoping, and I, after two games, I have full faith in Insomniac. Because the thing that I'm nervous about with Spider-Man 2 above anything else is how are you going to balance two completely different Spider-Men? Yeah, I'm curious about that. I Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Um, I will say, kind of before we get into Spider-Man 2, with Miles, kind of going off what you said, I feel like they, like Tinker, like you said, is it just affected Harlem. Like, the blowing of the reactor and all that was just going to affect Harlem, but it didn't feel like that in the game. No. It felt like this massive deal that was like, oh, this is big. Like, crap, we gotta, we gotta stop the Tinker because this is gonna affect everything. And it felt huge, which I think is perfect for my, like for Miles, because like, it was big for him and it felt that way in a good way. So I just thought they kind of just, again, giving the game its flowers in a way. Yeah. And I will also Tinker was not the main villain of the game either, even though that's who you first think of. It's really rocks on. Yeah. And believe it or not, I did not realize this until I played it again. I'm like sitting there. It's like who plays rocks on because he looks like, uh, Topher Grace, like the voice or the um the face model looks like that. I was like, there's no way they got him because he was in another Spider-Man game or movie. I was like, there's no way. So I looked it up. Is it him? Of, no. Okay. It's freaking Troy Baker. Really? It is. He is in every franchise, I swear. Like he is <laughs> everywhere. But he does such a good job at that villain. He does a great job. Like, yeah. Like when you first meet him, you're like, oh man, it seems like a really nice guy. And then as the game goes on, you're like, wow, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. So that that was just a really good way to tie everything together. But even the Prowler, man, I'm excited to see uh, more of the Prowler. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The, I literally thought in this game the Prowler died. So honestly, I'm thinking in the next game, I think the Prowler's going to die. I think Aaron Davis is going to die. Well... The Prowler, from what I remember, doesn't typically die in the comics. Like the oh, only reason that I think you're remembering him dying is because in Into the Spider Verse. And so, really, Miles's character in almost all medium except Into the Spider Verse 
and actually across the Spider-Verse goes in a little bit in depth on this. And this is why I'm a little curious on how the third movie is going to go. Miles' story always starts off with his dad dying. Huh. And so his dad, the police officer, is typically the one that passes away. Mm-hmm. And that causes his Miles' whole responsibility journey, just like Peter with his uncle. Yeah. But in Into the Spider-Verse, when I first watched that movie, I was like, oh, they're switching it on you. They're killing Prowler. They're killing his mm-hmm. uncle, and that's going to make him have that responsibility mindset. And they're going to keep his family intact. And then the second movie kind of flips that. It's like, <laughs> no. Well, maybe. <laughs> the second movie is like, no, the dad has to die. Like, your fixed event is that happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like sitting here in the movie. I was like, but that doesn't make sense because the Prowler died. And so part of me thinks that the third movie is going to really kind of switch it on you and be like, no, the fixed event already happened. For you, it wasn't your dad. It was your, yeah. it was your uncle. And so I'm curious. We're going to find out eventually, someday. Eventually, one day. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever the actress decided to stop striking. <laughs> well, writer's strike ended finally. It but did. But the actor strike I just saw yesterday fell through. And so they're still going. Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah, so yeah, but they need to. But so the AI stuff is important. So, so I think we're already kind of getting into it. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about Miles Morales before we get into our predictions for Spider Man Two? Let's just go for it. Cool. Let's just jump right in. I'm gonna. I want to start with the the big one. Spider Man Two. It needs to balance both Spider Men. I'm I'm worried about that, but I'm hoping that they don't make it where Miles Morales is still the lower, like the smaller of the two. Like I don't Mm -hmm. want him to have the smaller villains at this point. We had that in his own game. It worked. It made sense. He's with Peter Parker. Now they both need to have the same villains and they need to be working together. Yeah. I agree with that. Be greater, be together. (laughs) The whole thing right now. That's the whole tagline. (laughs) Um, I so I'm curious, and I they you may know I haven't looked a ton into the mechanics of the game. Have they released saying you're able to switch back and forth like manually? Yes. So the way that they've announced this game, and I'm really excited about this. If you have say that there's going to be random crime scenes, mm-hmm. the crimes can actually occur across New York now, and this game is massive. So Great. from what I could gather and from what I've heard, they're including Brooklyn now, and they're including. Harlem and you'll be able to go across the bridge basically yeah it's all the same it's the same map for the first game so it's all of Manhattan like Manhattan and with Harlem and everything and then I think it's like you said I think they, they're including Brooklyn and the and suburbs maybe Queens maybe Queens the Queens might be in it um, but, but yeah they're including like you said across the bridge and they're including some of the suburbs so they said those two sides of the game like map are going to feel vastly different because one's going to be like main city in Manhattan. The other one's going to be like suburbs. Yeah. And from what I could gather, a crime could go off on your like beeper or your phone or whatever it is saying it's in Brooklyn, but you're in Manhattan. Well, on your map, it will tell you where the other Spider-Man is and you can switch to him if it's closer and then you're playing as him. Oh, interesting. So huh. the whole thing, when you're in free mode, you can switch back and forth and it's seamless. From what I've heard, you're completely like 
no loading screens. When you switch, there's a little cinematic and you see him and you're playing as him. Dang. Okay. Um, but the story missions will revolve around your Spider-Man. So there mm-hmm. are specific side quests that only Miles will do because it revolves around him. There's specific side ones that Spider-Man will do. And even in the main game, you will have to pick and choose your Spider-Man. And sometimes the game will tell you you have to use this one. So Interesting. Which makes sense. And, like you can't like for a story you have to like play as a, a specific character at times. Yeah. To get that story. And so it sounds like they're story. balancing it. It sounds yeah. like they're really wanting to get the mindset of both. And this is where my big prediction is. Venom. So we know Venom's in it. We know he's the main villain, or at least we think he's the main villain. Because they did the exact same thing in the Mr. first Mr. Negative. Game. We thought <laughs> We were bamboozled. So, I'm thinking Spider-Man at one point, we know he has the Venom symbiote. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to be the main Venom's Venom host. I think it's Harry Osborn. But they've we're also led to mentioned... believe that. And I don't know if that's going to happen because they said it's going to be different. It's, part of me thinks it's going to be Norman Osborn. Okay. I was saying that too. I think I said I one of our other podcasts. Uh, I think that was my big prediction was I think it we're being led to think it's Harry because of the first game and like the whole like Norman put his hand on the tank that Harry was in and like the symbiote hit like put his yeah. like matched it, you know, but I think we're so we're being led to think it's gonna be Harry and I think Norman's gonna see how strong Peter is with the symbiote and be like, oh, this has a lot of power and then he's gonna get it when Peter takes it off yeah. and Norman's gonna be become venom and i think that's gonna lead harry to become green goblin Ooh, i still think norman's gonna be green goblin i think what's gonna happen is we're gonna get that so the reason i don't think it's harry is because they said that they want to do a new story that's never been done in any medium with venom before and the thing is harry has been venom in the spectacular Mm -hmm. spider-man tv show so it makes me think it's not going to be him. And the only logical person that I can think of is Norman Osborn. Unless mm. they introduce someone new and maybe it's Craven. Maybe Craven Ooh. takes control of it. <laughs> That'd be interesting. It would be. But if it is Norman, I think it's going to be a journey of him getting it rid of, wanting it back, having that obsession, and then creating the Green Goblin persona off of it. Oh, that'd be interesting. But all that to say... I do think this is my big prediction that I really want to happen because I think it would work. Spider-Man will have the symbiote. He's going to go mad and sane. He's going to become very like violent and aggressive. I think we're going to have a fight between Miles where you have to fight Peter. Oh, 100%. And you know what I would love is if the game lets you choose. Do you want to play as Peter and fight Miles, or do you want to play as Miles and fight Peter? That, that would be, cool. be awesome. That'd and of be course, dope. it would end the same way. Like regardless yeah. of if you play Peter killing Peter Miles, up, yeah, yeah, Peter's going to kill Miles. <laughs> but whatever's going to happen, like Imagine. if you play as Peter, you know you're going to lose, or if you play as Miles, you know you're going to win. But that would be really cool if that they gave you dope. the choice. That would be really cool. Um, imagine if Peter kills Miles. Like, just, like <laughs> just try again, game over. <laughs> that'd be nuts um, <laughs> but yeah that'd be dope i would love that like i would love a fight where you get to pick which side because that'd also be cool because like you would like that would give you replayability 
It you would. know, like, oh man, the first time I played it, I played as Miles and I fought Peter. It'd be really, like, I'm this time I'm going to play as Peter and fight Miles, you know, like that'd be dope. That'd be really cool. Um, I hope Craven doesn't get the, the symbiote. I hope um, not either. Cause I hope he's almost the Mr. Negative or tied into like the beginning part. And then we get another villain at the end. I hope Venom and Craven are both not like the, the equivalent to Doc Ock. I'm kind of hoping that Craven is actually like, he'll be the main villain for the first part, but then he becomes a side mission. Like he becomes yes. like a, when I say a side mission, I mean like a five or six part side mission where, yeah, almost like you do have to. Where it was like it was multiple parts, it was a bit a lead up, a build up, a whole sub story, yeah. but wasn't your main villain. I almost hope they they introduce him at the very beginning. Like that's like when you drop into the game. I hope it's with Craven, like right off the bat, Craven's introduced. And I have then, a feeling it's going to be Lizard first. Oh, that'd be cool. Which would yeah. also brings in brings in Craven because I think he's exactly. hunting Lizard. So I'm 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 hoping Craven and Venom are both not. I'm hoping they're both like almost like red herrings where yeah. they're being built up to be the, that main villain. And, but there's something else, whether that's green goblin or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, I'm hoping something like that happens. So villains, and let's talk about predictions for villains. We, I know because it's insomniac. Come on. I think we both know there's going to be another villain in here somewhere. I'm hoping. Is there a villain you are? <laughs> expecting to see or hoping to see oh man um and this I mean, can not the same really. include side missions yeah i mean not like i'm not i don't also don't know a ton of spider-man villains besides like the main ones and so and it's also hard because i'm like i don't think they're gonna do like mysterio because of tom holland and um see that's the one that i think is going to be a side mission i, I think they're going to do a mysterio side mission but I just feel like Mysterio, because it's been done recently with um, Far From Home, it's like okay. you're familiar with it and all that. So it's like I don't think they would touch on it. I think they'd do something different. Like Sandman would be interesting, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I would enjoy to see Mysterio. But I think we might get a Morbius. That would be fun. Because we already had him in the first game. Very true. So there is a character who goes by, um, what is it, Michael, it's not Morbius, it's like Michael Michael something, he's the one that carries the, the serum. Mm-hmm, the Devil's Breath. Yeah. And that is a sub name that is given to Morbius, like his actual character in the comics, like he uses as an alias. And mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting if we get him back and that we actually yeah. see him becoming Morbius because this is a Halloween game, right? It's in the fall. Work perfect so. with that vampire-esque character. Yeah. So we'll That'd see. Be interesting. Yeah. We'll see. But overall, Spider-Man 2, I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. And I don't know. It, this one's a hard one because they really have not announced anything. Which the first I love. Game, the first game, they announced quite a bit. Like We even mm-hmm. saw the Raft breakout before yeah. the game released. So we knew that there was going to be a Sinister Six in the game. We just didn't know the sixth birth- person. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that for this. We know Venom's here and we know Craven's here. 
Yeah. And that's, and that's it. And that's, that's really it. about it. And I love and that. Lizard. I love that it's the end lizard. And I love that we don't know anything going into it. And so like, I think that's gonna make it really fun of just like the reveals are gonna be that much better yeah. Um, in this game. And so I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited to, to start playing it and to see those reveals and to see those big moments happen. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to have that all happen. It's going to be really hard not to like, put this game down like it's going to be really mm-hmm. hard for me to not just blow through this game yeah and i'm gonna try to 100 percent on my first playthrough i am too but i so does that mean you're going to play on the hardest mode because i am uh i i will is that one of the trophies to play on the hardest difficulty i think it is they did release a trophy list or at least a partial one i don't think you need to unless they make a new game plus mm-hmm but I always found these Spider-Man games, both Miles Morales and Spider-Man PS4, to be so much more fun when you're playing the hardest difficulty because then you have to get good. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I probably will up it at least one. And okay. so I won't be on like the normal one, but I'll be on like the one above it or the hardest. I don't know. Um, depends on how much I'm hating myself in that moment when I start <laughs> the game. Because like my but, Mass Effect Insanity run... That was so hard. <laughs> I still have to do that. Yeah, um, you do. As soon as I'm done with Spider-Man, that was like the next series I would think I was going to go to is go back to Mass Effect. But it's so fun. With with this game, I I want to enjoy it and I want to like take my time with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's going to happen because with the first one, I think I finished it within a week. Dang. Like 100%ed it in a week. Dang. Also very different seasons of life uh very different seasons of life that is true <laughs> yeah <laughs> college so, compared to you know post-college or post-undergrad and so i i have a feeling it's going to take me about the same amount of time as god of war ragnarok did okay. like i i took my time like with ragnarok yeah i took my time with ragnarok i really wanted to enjoy the side missions and not like push the story as hard as i could and so I think I'm going to do the same thing with Spider-Man 2. But if they have anything in Spider-Man 2, like the first game where it's the raft breakout and then mm-hmm. you feel the urgency, I might just... I'm just rushing. I'm going. Yep. Yeah, I'll do everything later. Um, yeah. yeah. So I know full well that I'll be playing this game multiple times. So it's not like I'm going to have like regret if I finish it in like a week. It's going to be True. more of... Let, let's do it again let's, let's play, play it again. all three games <laughs> let's run it back <laughs> yeah so i'm stoked i'm really excited what they're gonna what they're gonna do with the characters and i mean we already said it i'm excited that we don't know anything and we're going Same. blind pretty much so right. it's gonna be fun gotta stay off social media till friday it's yep pretty much got it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well those are our thoughts on spider-man ps4 miles morales and spider-man 2 uh, stick with us as next week we come back and we're going to talk about something geeky uh, as soon as we figure out what that geeky thing is. It's going to be great though. Uh, it will. It's going to be, it's gonna be awesome. It's going to be the best one that we've made. Yeah. Best episode <laughs> by best far. Best episode. So stick with us. We will eventually talk about Spider-Man 2 once we both get through it just like we did with God of War Ragnarok. And yeah. Like us on Instagram. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on uh, Google Podcasts. So 
like, subscribe, and give us a rating. It really helps us out. We will see you next time because it's all geek to me.